Hello, everyone. Welcome to Life's Haunting Podcast. Hello, hello. We're back from a huge break. A long break, but... So, uh, much needed. The holidays kind of make things a little busy. Yeah, they do. Um, and, you know, like, we've talked about it before, like, my family, we are, like, my parents are divorced, my husband's family's parents are divorced, and so, or his parents are divorced, and so... With the holidays, it just gets so busy because all your family wants to do something and sometimes your friends want to do stuff as well. And then it was also my birthday and then it was also Landon's birthday. Oh, yeah. So it was... Hectic times. Yeah, it was... It was very hectic, so I'm glad that the holidays are over (laughs) now. That's what I love about the new year is knowing... Holidays are over for a little bit. (laughs) I like... My favorite holiday is Thanksgiving. I do like Thanksgiving, but my favorite is Halloween. So. Yeah, that's fair. That's like everyone's. Yeah. I, the only reason why I love Thanksgiving is because it's a non-judgmental holiday. So, yeah. like, you can eat as much as you want, and no one's going to be like, wow. They're going to be like, eat some more, eat some more. Yeah, like, oh, and then some families, you know, they have two Thanksgivings in one. Yeah. Or, like, other people, or even, like, um, missionaries for the church, like, they get invited to different ones. For real. So. That's the life. All the free food. But I do, I love Thanksgiving. I just, um, with holidays, it just gives me a lot of anxiety. That's <laughs> so, fair. with all the moving around, I'm like, I like the holidays that are very simple. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Halloween can be very simple. It's just simply, like, you can dress up if you want, trick or treat, give trick or treat candy. It's, like, pretty simple. Yeah, it's kind of laid out for you. Yeah, you can have Halloween parties, which I always do, but... Yeah. It's not, like, a required... Not required, <laughs> but it's not, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And I grew up in a family that, you know, loves Christmas. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that. I do know that. <laughs> uh, so, with the start of the new year, we are restarting on our cycle of topics. Yes. And we are starting with true crime. Yes, yes, yes. And I'm excited. Yeah, so, Riley did the research on this, so thank you, Riley. Thank you very much. Um, so she did it on, um, Henry L- Lucas and Otis Tool. Now, she gave me this topic back in November mm-hmm. and <laughs> I was like, oh, cool. I haven't like really listened to a lot on them. Like I know very little about them. I was like, oh, you know, like this will be good to catch, you know, refresh my mind. And then Netflix then released, uh, The Confession Killer. Yeah. And so, with that, I was just like, oh, I have to watch it before, you know, like, before I do this podcast, and I completely forgot. It's been two months. So, now I kinda that's on my list. It. Yeah, so, that's on my list. I just have to be in the mood for documentaries. Yeah. So. That's fair. Anywho, so we're going to be talking about Henry Lee, Lud- Henry Lee Lucas and Otis Tool. <laughs> that's like a tongue twister. Henry Lee Lucas. Henry Lee Lucas. And Henry Lee Lucas and Otis <laughs> Tool. Or Otis Tool. <laughs> See, like, <laughs> I just want to, like, a little tongue twister for you. <laughs> it is. But I'm also very bad at talking. So, anywho, you know, welcome to the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're not perfect. I was like. Oh, we forgot to say this is adult themes. Oh, yes. Disclaimer. There yes. will be Adult themes. Swearing. Swearing. Yeah. So. Murders. Yeah, so just be prepared. 
So, let's get into it. So, depending on what you believe, Henry Lee <coughs> Lucas and Otis Toll are either the most prolific serial killers in American history or the suppliers of the greatest amount of false confessions. Um, was Henry Lee Lucas and Otis Toole responsible, as they alleged, for the murders as of many five hundred as many as five hundred people? Five hundred people? Yeah, that's what they. That's what they said. They confessed to five hundred. They 500. confessed to five hundred. Yeah. Huh. Or did they simply make hundreds of false confessions to receive special privileges in jail? Um, we may never know the truth um, and the whole truth. So she kind of gave us the story about them a little bit, and then it gets into the crimes. Um, okay. So we'll get into that. But no, so what I wanted to say is, like, you know, did they do this for special privileges in jail? And it just makes me think of Ted Bundy, because he would try to change his story mm-hmm. to put off his, you know, his event, like, his execution, and so his last stint was hoping that if he finally confessed to all of it, it would push off his the date more, but it didn't. No. So well, when you do it like the day before, yeah. <laughs> well, but it's still like what I was thinking is like you know he was saying like oh no it wasn't me like he don't, totally did it for like the show of it yeah. you know so <laughs> that's why like just what I think of like. Yeah. They, not that he made false confessions or anything, but, like, he, they did stuff, he did stuff to be attracted to the media. Same yep. with Charles Manson. Yep. Oh, yeah. Just, you know, like, some of these people, they just do it to get the attention. Kind yep. of like the BTK killer and how he was caught. We'll do that a different time, but, you know, like, some of these serial killers, they just, they just get a little cocky so they can hopefully get something in return. Well, yeah. Or, you know... You or have to, to get be a away. Self-absorbed to kill yeah. people. <laughs> Honestly, for real. <laughs> okay. Anywho, so let's get into Henry Lee Lucas. All right. So, August twenty-third, nineteen thirty-six. Um, Henry Lee Lucas was born in Blacksburg, Virginia. Um, he was one of nine siblings. Um, I can almost relate. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lucas was raised by his abusive alcoholic mother. Um, his mother's name was Viola. She ran the house with an iron fist. She prostituted herself out in their backwood community to make money. And she said that she hated her son from the day he was born. So. What a wonderful mother. I know. It's sad (laughs) that, you know, serial killers and like people that have, that commit horrible things. Not that this is an excuse, but you know, they they talk about their childhood and how terrible they were treated. Yeah. I mean, it really affects you when your brain is still developing. Yeah. Well, and, like, they talk about that, and um, you've been telling me to watch Mindhunter. I finally watched that. So, like, they talk about it in there, I believe. They talk about it in um, Criminal Minds. They talk about it, like, in every crime show and any documentary. Like, they were raised this way, and Mm -hmm. it's just sad. Yeah, it is. (sighs) That, That type of behavior develops into... Yeah. Serial killers. So, <laughs> we are going to go a little bit more into how abused he was um, and what kind of what his early life was like. Um, so, his father, named Anderson, um, he was left crippled after a railroad accident. Um, he lost his legs. So, um, he, you know, he was crippled. And his mom, so Lucas's mom, Viola, 
she would subject Anderson to her tirades and her violence. So, um, Anderson and Lee, Henry Lee Lucas, they got the bunt of all of it. All of her, yeah. All of her violence and anger. Um. That's a scary woman. Oh, yeah. And so, he, um, Anderson, the father, he eventually committed suicide by sleeping outside in the snow. Um, and he contracted pneumonia, which led to his early demise. He did this because he could no longer take Viola's, um entertaining of men in her home you know like can you imagine like knowing your wife is like putting herself out and like sleeping with other men in your home that would be the worst thing that'd be so terrible i don't the worst feeling man yeah i don't blame him yeah (laughs) so um henry so henry lee lucas so now that his father died, he was the one to receive the full focus of Viola's oh, wrath. No, he left his son. Yeah, that's unfortunately. By the way, if you are feeling suicidal or anything, please get help. Talk to someone. There are so many hotlines. Cause online. it you leave so many people behind, and with this, like even though he couldn't take it anymore, he still left his son behind to receive abuse. You yeah. know, and so uh, it's just sad. So, um, when Henry entered school, Viola deliberately dressed him as a girl, even going as far as to curl his hair, and then sent him off to school as, um, all dolled up. Why Um, would she do that? I don't know. Why would you do that? Because she's crazy. Like, it's just sad. Just so much, like, that's so much anger and hate. For just a little boy. Like, yeah. oh, that's so sad. Anywho, so um, she would dress him up, get him all dolled up, but she wouldn't let him have shoes. So he was always barefoot. So um, not only was he forced to face his schoolmates like that, he also had to face his mom's wrath once again when a teacher who took pity on Lucas bought Lucas a pair of shoes. She was only trying to help him. You know, and I love people that are like that, that, like, pay attention to the people around them and they're mm-hmm. like, hey, they need a little help. Let me help them out. Yeah. And just because he accepted those shoes, his mom beat him for accepting charity. Oh, man. So, fucking disgusting. Ugh. Anywho, so his mother killed any animals that her son tried to keep as pets. Um, and it denied him medical attention when he injured his eye, either in a fight or a cut from a knife, leading to infection and eventually a surgical removal. So he even lost his eye, basically, because of his mom. Good Lord. Like, that is... Uh, that's so sad. Yeah, that is. Uh, I Like, I just feel for this guy, even though, like, he did terrible things... But still. No, no one really should be treated like no, that. No, no one should. Especially a child. Ugh. Anywho, so Viola once beat Henry with a piece of lumber that put him in a coma off and on for three days. Jeez. What? Jesus Christ. Oh my God. That's terrible. Like, <laughs> this lady. We're like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> was there not child services back then? I mm. I mean, even child services today are pretty, yeah, uh, strict. I guess is the word for it. Oh, geez, like <clears throat> or report to the police or something. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe people just maybe, didn't notice. 
Well, someone would have to notice, especially, like, if her, like, he got shoes out of pity. That's not someone taking care of their child. Yeah. Anywho. All right. So, let's see. Um, so, her live-in lover, known as Uncle Bernie, eventually took Lucas to the hospital um, because of the on-and-off coma. Uh, Uncle Bernie introduced Lucas to the joys of bestiality, teaching what? the boy how to kill helpless and unhappy animals after they had been tortured and sexually abused. <gasps> no. So. Oh, my God. Bestiality is now in the mix. Oh, like, my God. Fuck. That's, like, some of the most fucked up shit. Yeah, for real, uh, though. An animal. Uh. Mm-mm. They're so helpless. <laughs> it's just like children. Like, rape is always bad and all that. But when it's a fucking child yeah. or an animal, like, the fuck? Fuck, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People, they're... Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> Jesus. For real. God. Okay. Anywho. So, growing into a teenager, Lucas's uh, sexual deviance began to show. Uh-oh. Which, you know, let's just throw that more in there. Yep. <laughs> he re- he was reported having sex with his half-brother and dead animals. Uh-huh. <clears throat> no. His half-brother? I don't care if it's half. No. <laughs> still, like, oh, that's oh, fucked. <laughs> oh, God. Now we got incest in this. <laughs> so... You're like, what can I tick off the list? <laughs> yeah, like, let's see. Yeah. Abuse. <laughs> bestiality. <laughs> incest. <laughs> prostitutions in the mix. Like, Oh, man. Oh, God. So, anywho. So, in March of 1951, 15-year-old Henry Lee Lucas picked up a 17-year-old girl near Lynchburg, Virginia, he propositioned her, then strangled her when she refused his advances. Oh. Of course. <laughs> Jeez, even that even that happens now. Yep. They're like, no, I don't want to. And then they get fucking <laughs> strangled or abused or killed just because they get turned down. Oh, God. The poor girl. Mm-hmm. 17, too. It's just, it reminds me of the hi-fi murders. Like, just... Yeah. Not even expecting it. You're just this young teenager or young youth and bam. Someone takes your life. So he buried the corpse in the woods near Harrisburg, Virginia. Um, He later confessed to the murder in 1983. Um, Three years later, he was sent to prison. So three years later after he killed that girl. Okay. So I just don't want you to can be confused as six years after 1983. Okay. So, three years later, so in 19, or, sorry, not three, six years. Oh, okay. Or, sorry, oh my gosh. Three years later, so, <laughs> 1950, from 1951, so three years later after 1951, he was sent to prison for six years. That's why I kept game. Oh, stuff. gotcha, okay. Um, convicted of the crime of burg- burglary, um, Lucas escaped from prison twice in 1957, but was caught each time. Huh. <sighs> Just like Ted Bundy. Yeah, I know. I was, I was just thinking. <laughs> um, so September of 1959, he was released from prison and moved in with his sister in, oh, I can't even say that, Tecumseh or something Michigan. Tecumseh? 
I don't know. It's spelled T E C U M S E H. You can just say Michigan. For those that, you know, want to correct me and tell me how it's pronounced. But anyway, so lived with his sister in Michigan, but his now elderly mother demanded that he return home to care for her. So this lady what? still has her hold on him. He <laughs> just got out of prison. Come over. <laughs> Come over. Come wash my feet. <laughs> Come take care of mom. <laughs> oh, God. Anywho, so... um. So, yeah, so he had to return home. So it was there on the next night of January 11th, 1960. Oh, wow, that's coming up. Oh, man. <laughs> um, that, so on the night of January 11th, 1960, um, an intoxicated Viola, so his mom, struck her likewise intoxicated son with a broom and was stabbed to death by hit her son. Okay, so by Henry. Yeah. Okay. So, on that night, they were both intoxicated, fucking hit him with the broom, so then he just stopped him She's kind of stupid, though. Like, he's grown up. He's older. Yeah, and, like, she's supposed to be this ailing old lady, like, (laughs) supposedly, because it says that she was, you know, sick, so he's like, come take care of me. (laughs) Wow. yeah, I bet. Uh, sorry, never mind. I was gonna say something, but it'd be inappropriate. Okay, <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. But, um, jeez, he, he. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Like. Well, <laughs> I just. I'm trying to decide like how to word it. Yeah. So you know, for him, like this, even though it's terrible that he stabbed her to death, but. I, you know, that was probably some release for him of all the abuse. Maybe, because that's like, a, what's that one killer? Because, you know, like, it was like the final mom. straw. Like, it's just final straw and he's, they're just done. Yeah, like, they just snap. Yeah. So, for him, it probably might have felt good. I don't know. But it's still sad. Like, jeez. Yeah. This is why you drink responsibly. Yeah, and also just because you're mad doesn't mean you should stab someone. No, <laughs> no, no one. I'm not saying anyone deserves to die. No one deserves to die. <laughs> and so, but like to him, he was probably like, okay, I finally took care of something in my life. Possibly. Yeah. But like we said, killing is not the answer. <laughs> no one has the right to decide when yeah. someone dies. Mm-hmm. No one does. <laughs> so... Um, after his arrest, so he, oh my god. <laughs> you have to tell so, me. <laughs> he got arrested. Okay. Obviously. He confessed that he had sexually assaulted his mother's corpse. Yeah. Um, though he soon recanted a pattern of behavior that was inside of things to come. So he, he said, yeah, I, I, I assaulted my dead mom. And then said, oh, no, 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 I didn't do it. No, no. Yeah, uh-huh. And so, oh, jeez. <sighs> okay, now that, that's overkill. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> like, you already did something terrible, and then you just do something <laughs> worse. Nope. <laughs> oh, God. Anywho, so, fucked up kid, fucked up guy. So, he was sentenced 20 to 40 years in prison for the murder of his mom. Yeah. Um, he was soon transferred to the state hospital for the criminally insane where he remained for six years. Um, he was paroled in June 3rd, 1970. However, he often had run-ins with the law. In December 1971, 
Um, he was charged with molesting two teenage girls. Oh. Uh, so he was charged with molesting two teenage girls, but the charge was later reduced to simple kidnapping. What? Why reduce it? Like Why? Plus, I don't see God. how... I also don't see how kidnapping is below. Because, like, I'm not saying, like, one is worse than the other, but it's just like, oh, like... You only kidnapped them? That's fine. As long as you didn't molest them. You don't like, have to go for jail as long. Like, kidnapping is just as bad. Like, like, are you kidding me? Jeez. Anywho. So, he was sent to the state penitentiary where he was paroled in August 1975. Um, he was later employed in Pennsylvania on a mushroom farm where he married his cousin's widow in December of that year. So he married his cousin's wife. <laughs> well, widow. It doesn't say girl, woman or man. But my guess is... I'm assuming oh, it's wife. Woman. It says wife. So. <laughs> Anywho. So they moved to Maryland, but they broke up. His wife eventually divorced him in the summer of 1977, claiming that he had molested her daughter on a previous <gasps> marriage. Oh, my... What is wrong with people? What is wrong with him? That's a... Yeah, Good Jesus. Lord. So, he's just a pile of shit. God. <laughs> All right. Oh, I despise him. <laughs> Anywho, after his second release in 1975, he traveled to Michigan where he teamed up with a petty thief named Otis Tool. All right, let's hear about this Otis Tool. Is he a tool? <laughs> <laughs> so, Tool was raised in Jacksonville, Florida, in a broken home as well. Um, his father ran away when he was a child, leaving Tool with his mother, who was a religious fanatic, and his grandmother, who was a Satanist. Oh, oh wait, how does that correlate then? If the mom is a Satanist, but like the mom, like the grandma is a Satanist, but the mom is like religious, does that mean like she also believed in sa- uh, Satan, or did she believe? That's why I almost thought, but maybe it's not. Interesting. I'm guessing it's too different. Huh. That's probably why it was like very like contentious. There would be my guess is that she was very religious while she was a big th- Satanist. You know, so yeah. it could have been. Good lord! A- Imagine being around that. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. So while his sister dressed the young boy in girls' clothes to pay, play with him, so he was even dressed up in girl clothes. What? Not by his mom, but still. <laughs> oh, jeez. So <laughs> she would dress her young, the young boy up, um, in girls' clothes to play with him. So Tool's satanic granny allegedly involved him in various occult practices, <laughs> including robbing graves for body parts to be used in their fiendish rituals. So, Grandma dubbed Otis the Devil's Child, a name he would live up to while he was in his teens. Understandably, the young tool repeatedly ran away from home. So. <laughs> I don't blame him. So, he's, yeah. Your grandma's being like, you're the, the, the devil's son. And then you have your sister who's like, dress up and play with me. Like, I would run too. <laughs> and your mom's a religious fanatic. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Good lord. I would run away from home, too. (laughs) Peace out. (laughs) I'm out. Um, So, Tool claimed to have begun his career as an amateur arsonist, beginning with the burning of of abandoned homes while still a youngster. He allegedly claimed his first murder victim at the age of 14. What? Jeez. I'm not going to think of, like... When I was 14, like, what was I doing? Uh, I was in school. Well, yeah. obviously, (laughs) Obviously school, but it's just like... 
what kind of stuff was like what how was I like yeah, and yeah. you so oh jeez hold on okay yeah so he allegedly claimed his first murder victim at the age of 14 when he killed a traveling salesman who propositioned him for sex by running over him with the man's car uh, hey Want to have sex? Like, oh my god. So. That's awful. So. So I think this is what happened. Is that he's. The guy was like, hey. Hey. Let's have sex. So he got. So. um, Otis got into the car and went boom boom. Oh. 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 Yeah. Oh my god. So Otis was the one that got in the car. Oh, that's and fair. Ran him okay, over. that's so, fine. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that was his first murder. Supposedly was at the age of fourteen when he killed that salesman. Okay. Um. But the murder has never been confirmed. So that's why it says alleged first ki- killing. Okay. So. Um, Interesting. He was first arrested as an adult in 1964 on a charge of loitering. Tool has. Had an IQ of 75. I don't know the IQ scale, so. So, it, it's basically considered borderline. Genius? No. Oh, oh. Like, not so smart. Oh, gotcha. Okay. I'm not going to use the word. Yeah. You're good. You're good. <laughs> but borderline, um, though the low score might be a result of his being illiterate. So, okay. he was also illiterate. Um, Tool did manage to get himself married for a short time, but his wife left him in a huff after realizing he was a homosexual. So, oh, interesting. Yeah, live your best life. Yes. <laughs> um, so, as a drifter, Tool would support himself as a male prostitute. Oh, that's not good. So, supposedly how it first started, his first murder was because he was propositioned for sex. Now, he is propositioned propositioning himself for sex. Yeah. So. Oh, jeez. So, um, faithfully, <laughs> Tool met Henry Lee Lucas in Florida uh, in a soup kitchen in the late 1976 um, when he was 29 years old and Lucas was 40. The two hit it off, becoming lovers and traveling companions. Wow. Um, for some reason that reminds me of Eileen Warnos and her, her kind of, like, girlfriend, where they, like, they became lovers. Honestly, like, um, her, Eileen Warnos, like, lover didn't know that she was, like, killing people, but, but they still were, like, because Eileen Warnos was proposition herself for sex, and so. Anywho, we'll talk about her hopefully sometime soon as well. But anywho, so yeah, they became lovers and, tra- and traveled across or traveled around with each other. Um, in 1978, Tool and Lucas moved in with Tool's mother and sister in Jacksonville. Um, Lucas fell in love with Tool's ten-year-old female cousin Freda oh, no. Becky Powell, with whom he eventually lived with as her common-law husband. Huh. Okay. Um, Tool and Lucas went to work for a local roofing company, but they often missed work as they frequently went back on the road. Um, the two men were born to ramble, um, spreading their version of hell through along the highways of America. So, you know, they just love to fuck around. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, you know, that's fun. Um, in 1981, Tool's mother and sister died within a few months of each other. 
um, and Becky and her brother, Frank, were placed in juvenile homes. So returning to Jacksonville, um, Henry Lee Lucas helped obtain their release, and Becky and Frank were taken on the road by Henry Lee Lucas and Uncle Otis. Wow. Um, it was at this time that Becky, Otis's niece, became the common-law wife of Lucas, who was over 30 years her senior. Oh, my God. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> when child welfare authorities launched a search for Becky and Frank in January 1982, Becky fled to California with Henry Lee Lucas. Um, her brother Frank eventually wound up in a psychiatric facility in 1983 after bearing witness to the gruesome act of, acts of his uncle and brother-in-law. So this kid is now subject to, you know, abuse and terrible things. So, you know, that's great. Yeah. So from California, Lucas and Becky made it to Texas, winding up in all people's house of prayer a religious commune outside of Stoneburg, Texas. But Becky was homesick, and in 1982, the odd couple were on the... Oh, my gosh. I just, like, scrolled over while I was reading. Okay. <laughs> so the odd couple were on the road again, hitchhiking to eventually return back to Florida. Um, on the night of August 23rd, in Denton County, Texas, um, Henry Lee Lucas and Becky... Um, Let's see. So, one night, the unlikely pair, so they argued, um, and Becky slapped Lucas. As he had done 22 years earlier, Henry reacted with a knife. He stabbed his young common-law bride to death. Then, he dismembered her course before returning to Stoneburg. Wow. So, got intuitive, as the British would say. I don't know why I said tiff. That's funny. That's funny. But, yeah. <laughs> but they got a little tiff. They got a little tiff. And, but they got into this fight and how he reacts is how he killed his mom. Just, yep. Psh. Yep. So, Not surprising. And then he dismembered her course, obviously. So, jeez. Oh, <laughs> These people. They are the winners of life. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, Lucas' story about Becky's disappearance was that he ha she had left him with a passing truck driver. Um, so, three weeks later, Lucas turned up missing the day after the disappearance of a local Kate Granny Rich. Um, Lucas's car was found abandoned in Needles, California, less than a week later. Um, then Lucas showed up again in Stonesburg on October 18th, the day after Rich's mom was or, sorry, the day Rich's home <laughs> was destroyed by a, a mysterious fire. Huh. The police arrested Lucas on a fugitive warrant from Maryland, but he was soon released. Why? I don't know. I feel like with Henry a Lee fugitive Lucas... fugitive warrant. With Henry Lee Lucas, they, they should have just kept him in jail. Yeah. <sighs> oh, they should have kept him in jail after molesting all those kids. Right? So Good Lord. Eventually, Lucas was jailed again... <laughs> Of course. Mm -hmm. Who's surprised here? Raise your hand if you're surprised. No one? Cool. <laughs> so, eventually he was jailed again after returning to Stoneburg on June 11th, 1983, um, and arrested as, a, arrested as an ex-convict who was in possession of a handgun. <sighs> wow. Doing so great. <laughs> so, Lucas was remorseful for his murder of Becky on the night of June 15th. 
So Lucas summoned the jailer and offered up his confession. I've done some bad things, he began. Wow, really? <laughs> For real, like... <sighs> no shit. It's, I think it's a little bit more than bad. <laughs> the, the thing that bothers me most is, like, the court systems back then were awful. Oh, yeah. Like, good lord, this guy has committed multiple crimes. And they're, just, and they're like, okay, you'll get released. Okay, you'll get released. Yeah, okay. like... Oh, it's just a kid. Oh, you, you killed your mom? Okay, we'll just, we'll just jail you for, like, ten years, and then you'll be paroled. Yeah. <laughs> we'll put you in a state hospital and then put you on parole. Like, uh, yeah, like, good lord. Uh, nothing, like, everything that he, where he's gone and, like, because, you know, psychiatric help, jail, like, you know, you should <laughs> think, like... Mm, that thing's not right (laughs) so um, Henry Lee Lucas confessed to the murder of Granny Rich um, commenting that he killed at least a hundred more for a year and a half Lucas confessed to multiple murders at first Lucas estimated he had killed 75 to 100 people then he boosted the body count to between 150 and 360 eventually reaching the 500 to 600 range when he factored in killings by his friends. Jeez, how can he keep track? No, he can't because he's lying. Oh, it also reminds me of, I just saw of another serial killer where just, like, they just confessed and confessed, but they're like, they can't prove it, is H.H. Holmes. Um, He's, oh, he's another one we'll hopefully talk about. (laughs) But with him, he also said, like, he just kept changing his story as well, just like him, so. Oh, jeez. Just, you know, you'll never know how many they actually killed. So, Lucas um, it implicated uh, Otis Toole in many of the murders, furthermore claiming that he and Toole had committed many murders as a hit squad directed by a satanic cult, the Hand of Death, that Toole had introduced him to. That's a good story. Yeah. Well, it's just like... That makes me kind of believe it because, like, his grandma was fucking satanic and taught his... Uh, or Henry... Or, sorry, Otis Tool Taught Otis Tool you know, satanic shit. Yeah. So, then, you know, Tool shows Lucas satanic stuff and do stuff for that. So, but, you know, they still haven't proved it either. So, um, Tool, who was serving time in, on Florida for, or sorry, serving time in Florida, um, on a arsons charge, um, he, Tool didn't mind being implicated in the mass murder by his former lover. He even offered confessions of his own. Uh-huh. So, by October 1983, police were sure that Tool and Lucas had committed at least 69 killings, which they announced at a press conference. The number was increased to 81 at a January 1984 conference, um, and by March 1985, 90 murders had been attributed to Lucas in 20 states, and he and Toll were credited with a further 108 killings. Oh my god. These would eventually claim over 200 murders were solved due to Lucas's confessions, as Lucas was taken to various states and had his memory prodded about unsolved killings. Holy shit. So, they said at least 200. That blows Jeez. my mind. That That's crazy. Oh, I was about to mention something, but it will actually get to, uh, to it. Okay. About, you know, unsolved things being solved 
because of him. Mm-hmm. So after his trial, Lucas took responsibility for over 600 murders. Um, he even claimed to have supplied People's Temple stalwart, uh, People's Temple stalwart uh, Jim Jones, so a cult leader. Oh. Um, which we'll hopefully talk about as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was the Jim Jones. He was the cult leader for People's Temple and is known for don't drink the Kool Aid. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, anywho, so. As I was saying, he even claimed to have supplied Jim Jones with the cyanide to to affect the Guyana's ma- massacre. Or okay. Guyana, sorry, that's how it's pronounced, Guyana. So, we just kind of talked about Jim Jones, if you just know, <laughs> or you just heard. Uh, he helped with the massacre, possibly. Um, so, Otis Toole, on Florida's death row for murder, uh, cr- I cannot say that. Help me. Uh-huh. Wait, hold on. Corroborated? Corroborated, thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) So he corroborated much of Lucas's confession, um, including his claims to have committed hundreds of murders singly and as a duo. So he said, yep, I I agree with his testimony and confession. Oh my god. So this is the one that I wanted to get into or start talking about, so... Um, in 1983, Toole claimed to have committed the 1981 abduction and murder of six-year-old Adam Walsh. Um, since he knew the store from once the child was kidnapped, a fact that had been withheld from the public and had claimed to have injured Adam in a way consistent with the physical evidence. Adam's father, John Walsh, believes to this day that Tool was the culprit. The negligence of the local police who impounded Tool's car but lost the bloodstained carpeting that could have provided forensic link to the murder in any attempt to positively attribute the heinous murder to Tool. Cruelly, the cold-hearted Tool offered to take Walsh to the body of his dead son for a fee, but he was turned down. Oh, my God. So Tool was just like, you know... For this, I'll, I'll tell you where, you know, mm-hmm. where I did this. But fucking John Walsh, mm-hmm. I love that man. Mm-hmm. I'll, I want to talk about him in a second. But anyway, so he was just like, fuck no. Uh, so Toole later recanted this confession, but Henry Lee Lucas insisted that Toole had killed the boy. So, have you ever heard the show America's uh, Most Wanted? Yeah. So, do you know the guy with, like, the gray hair, the, the host? Yeah. That's John Walsh. Oh, okay. So he he's actually the one that helped started the um, the national thing for missing and exploited children. Oh, okay. So he started that, and there is an act called the Adam Walsh Act for his son. Oh. Like, because he was kidnapped and everything. So with Adam Walsh, so the his wife, so John Walsh's wife and their son Adam... Um, those two went to the mall or to the store. Okay. And, you know, she wasn't really paying attention to him, you know, because back then, like, we've talked about this before in other podcasts that, you know, back in the earlier days, like, they just, you know, it's a certain way where you feel okay to turn your back to your child for a second. Yeah. But now, like, you feel like you can't do that now because mm-hmm. of these things that have happened. But no, so he went missing, um... 
at the store. Like, she turned back around, couldn't find him. Oh, jeez. So, went missing, and then they found him, but they only found half his body. They don't know <gasps> where the other half is. I can't remember if they found his top half or his bottom oh, half. Oh, my God. Yeah, and so, so his dad and, so, John Walsh and his wife, especially John Walsh, but they've just done so much because of what happened to their son, Adam. So, mm-hmm. like I said, they are part of the um, Missing and Exploited Children. They started the America's Most uh, next America's most Wanted. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Anywho, like, he started that show and solved a bunch of crimes with that. Like, you know. And, That's amazing. Yeah, and he, I believe he's worked with Elizabeth Smart now wow. with some of the stuff because, you know, she's a big advocate as well. <sighs> like, you know, he... I don't know. I just adore John Walsh. I just remember watching that show all the time. Yeah. When it was on show on the TV, I would always watch. Mm-hmm. And so, but, you know, even though this terrible thing happened to him and his wife, they stayed strong and they tr- they've done stuff to make it, you know, to solve crimes and to help children. And That's admirable. Yeah. So, even though this terrible thing has happened, you know, at first it was known as un- it was unsolved but then with this confession and everything like like it says like he did recant it and say no I didn't actually do it um his dad still believes with all the evidence that there is like he's the one that did it yeah so I don't think it's like officially closed I think it still might be an unsolved case but he's pretty sure it was him okay. and like it says like Henry Lee Lucas also said that tool did did it as well okay so, um, anywho, there's my little thing about John Walsh and about that That was one. interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I love it. But anywho, um, so John Walsh, oh, like I said, so John Walsh became a crusader for victims' rights and the host of a TV program, America's Most Wanted, America Fights Back After the tra- Tragic Loss of His Son. So he, you know, out of tragedy, he made something better. Yeah. Which is a great thing. Mm-hmm. So, in April 1984, um, Otis Toole was convicted of murder of a 19, or sorry, for a 1982 arson incident in his hometown of Jacksonville, Florida, that resulted in the death of an elderly man. He was sentenced to death and received a second conviction and death sentence later that year for the 1983 murder of a 19-year-old girl from Tallahassee, Florida. So... man. Yeah, just left and right, like, death and death. It's like, now that all this has happened, they're like, okay, now we'll really convict you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Jeez. Anyway, so both death sentences were reduced to life in prison on a pill. Huh. But still, they finally kept him <laughs> there. So in 1991, Tool pleaded guilty to four more murders and received four more life sentences. Chuh. So, Henry Lee Lucas eventually recanted his confessions, claiming that he was only trying to improve his living conditions in jail. Um, He eventually claimed he only killed one person, his mother. Um, Because of significant doubt as as to Lucas's guilt, his death sentences were commuted to life in prison by Governor George W. Bush. Huh. Um, It was the, the sole death sentence ever... Uh, vacated by the then governor and allowed Henry Lee Lucas to die a peaceful death in prison. So they just had life in prison. So, you know, whatever. Huh. 
But I, I still don't know why we were life in prison or death penalty. I don't know. Because life sentence, basically, with no parole, (laughs) like, you just, you're, you don't have a life, basically. Like, you do, but you're just stuck. Mm -hmm. But, I don't know, I believe, there's some people I believe, obviously, like, I believe in the death penalty, um, but... I, I've heard you know of... we still have that in Utah? Oh, yeah. the firing squad? Did we talk yeah. about this before? I feel like I think so. It. Um, it just blows my mind. Yeah. What? <laughs> and so, and I'm not, I don't know. Like, but I've heard uh, people's argument of, like, what's actually worse? Life in, life in prison or, you know, death penalty. Like, I've heard both sides, and it's, you know... They both have good, very good things, but still, like, finally they did some, like, they did something, but it was like it was too late. They yeah. Commit all these. Mm-hmm. <sighs> oh yeah. Yeah, I just. <sighs> Anywho. Is that? The it's end? just ridiculous. No, I just have a little bit left. Okay. Um. So, let's see. There were t- uh, too many contradictions in Lucas's confessions, which may have led to the reopening of cases so he could not be executed. Hmm. Um, many officials doubt the truth of Henry Lee Lucas's confessions, but believe that Otis Toole as a genuine serial killer and a possible cannibal. Oh. Which that... Okay. That's kind of, that came out of nowhere, though. Right? <laughs> so, maybe because of the whole satanic thing. Maybe. Yeah. Because a lot of people, once they hear satanic, they like, oh! <gasps> This is associated, this is associated, but really it might not be. Yeah. Anywho. Um, on March 12th, 2001, Lucas was found dead in prison from heart failure in six, at the age of 64. Um, and Otis Toole died of cirrhosis of the liver oh. in prison September 15th, 1996. So, they've been dead for a, a good minute now. So they both died in prison. Yep. So, there's a story of Henry Lee Lucas and... Otis Tool. I feel like they should have both been in jail and stayed in there. Yeah. A lot sooner than that. Oh, yeah. But who's to say, like, what murders they actually did and what murders they actually yeah, did? Yeah, that, like I said, that's something that is, it's kind of sad about some true crime things is that you won't honestly know the whole truth. No, unfortunately. And that's what I, like, that's what I love about true crime and Unsolved, but what I also hate. Yeah. And I tell people this, that, you know, if I do get to, like, if there is a God, like, I don't know what I believe in. We won't get into that topic. (laughs) Um, I don't know what I quite believe in, but I believe that, you know, if there is a God, I'll be able to ask him questions. I know all the questions I'm going to ask are going to be, like, about (laughs) unsolved like, who killed the Black Dahlia? Or did Henry Lee Lucas and Otis Toole actually kill this many people? Or, you know, like... (laughs) Yo, God, what's up? I want to know all of this stuff. (laughs) Spill the tea, sis. Spill the tea. (laughs) I had a friend that was like, but he doesn't have to. He's God, he doesn't have to. I was like... Don't ruin it for me. Okay? <laughs> I would like to think that God would give me the answer. You spend all your life wondering. You get up there. He's like, no, nah, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> you don't need to know. <laughs> Good Lord. But, <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah, for real. But no, so yeah, there's their story. It's a little crazy. It is a little crazy. You don't really see a lot of, like, duo. No, you don't. Killers. No, you don't. 
and when there are duo killers, you like they become very famous. So like Frank and Rosemary, uh, oh, what's her last name? I can't remember. But Frank and Rosemary. Um, there was also the Barbie and Ken killers. There was oh yeah, I guess. the one in there was the Lonely Hearts Club killers. There was the oh somewhere in Britain. The Mooresville murders. I can't remember what the the place is called, but it's based on that. But no, like, you know, Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. So, <laughs> usually when there's duos, you're, I think it's a little bit more intriguing because yeah. you just think. You're like, what the heck? What, what, what are the chances that you find another yeah, person yeah, that thinking is, exactly like yeah, you? Yeah, that's like. Yes, let's, let's kill. <laughs> let's kill. Let's rob people. <laughs> let's rob people. Let's kill people. Let's cause mayhem. Like that's a scary thought, to be honest. Yeah, it is scary. Cause and, how many people are like that are out there now? Oh, probably a lot. <laughs> so it's crazy to think, but yeah. So there's our true crime. I enjoyed there's, it. There's our welcome back. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. Yeah, it was a good refresher. It was. It See, was. I only, only knew a little bit about them just because of the um, Adam Walsh oh, being yeah. murdered by them. Okay. So, I was very intrigued with that case, like, very early on. I think that was, like, one of the first missing person cases I heard of, oh. besides Elizabeth Smart. Yeah. Because that was in our state, so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. But, um, and also when I was still alive, so. Yeah. Because with what happened to Adam, I wasn't alive then. So, but anywho, but yeah. So next week, ooh, next week is I don't uh, remember. I don't remember either. <laughs> Hold on. We're like, oh, uh, what are we doing? <laughs> what? Huh? Just kidding. We don't know what we're doing. That's just crazy. We don't know what we're doing anymore. Uh, is it? It's been too long of a break. Is it paranormal? I want to say it is paranormal. No, because I feel like there was something in between. Maybe. No. Oh, goodness. It's been too long. Hold on. Hold on. Something about serial killers? No, I was right. Or you were right. It's paranormal. It's paranormal? Yeah. Cool. So next week is paranormal. So Awesome. Be prepared. Ooh, spookity, spookity. (laughs) Well, thanks for listening, folks. Yeah, thank you for your patience and for even still supporting us. I saw, you know, people still viewing and listening to our podcast even though we had a long break, so we really greatly appreciate that. Yo, so, thanks. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.